Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Adorn Podcast. This is episode 138, and we're continuing our series on 1 Peter. Hi, friends, and welcome to the Adorned Podcast. We're your hosts, Erin and Casey. We would love for you to come join us each week as we discuss what it means to be made beautiful by God's Word. Whether you are a college student walking to class, a mom folding laundry during nap time, or a boss babe sitting in rush hour traffic, we hope that we can encourage and inspire you to pursue a deeper understanding of the Bible. So today's episode is going to be all about suffering. Woohoo! So we thought, since it's going to be a little bit of a heavier episode, we might start with something more lighthearted and something funny. So Erin, do you have something funny to tell us about? Um, I think toddlers are funny. They're um, hilarious. Reed is like especially fun. maybe that's bias because he's my own kid, but he's just always been like does things to like make people laugh. Like yeah, he's a funny you can kid. tell he's thinking about like when people ask him what's your name, he'll always go Abby Harper, and he like he knows he's being funny because then he'll actually say Reed. Yeah. Um, and then another funny thing he does is he goes up to just like any. I think he thinks dad is the same word as man. man. Or, I don't know because he goes up to like random guys when we're on a walk or something, and he goes dad 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 dad, and the way people look at is like. Nope, no, not not your dad, not your dad. So I don't know. That's pretty oh, funny. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. What about you? Toddlers are so funny. Maybe it's a third kid thing. Oh, maybe because that's exactly how Juliana was mm-hmm. at that age. Like she did everything she could to make people laugh. Maybe it and is. I wonder. Maybe it's like attention seeking right. a little bit. They need their place. Yeah, <laughs> they do. They oh, do. that's funny. Yeah. So mine is about one of my children. I'm not gonna say who. In order to not embarrass her, but she comes into our room yesterday morning and she was up before Jonathan and I were and she comes in and it's like barely daylight and she just has this concerned look on her face and she says, okay, either it's starting to get light later or there's something wrong with the sun. (laughs) (laughs) And we both just start cracking up because she was so serious like she thought something there wrong legitimately the might be something wrong with the sun and if it had been two years ago that she said that I'd be like what are you thinking but I'm like this poor child like she she's lived through COVID yeah. she's lived through a snowpocalypse in Texas like she just doesn't know nothing what's next. is out of the realm of nothing possibilities nothing is out right of the now. realm of possibilities <laughs> for her and she was actually talking this morning about um Laura Ingle Ingalls Wilder's uh-huh. long winter book and she was like, mommy, I'm a little bit concerned because the weather, the weather patterns before that blizzard seem awfully similar to what we're oh experiencing. Poor and I was like, she's concerned, she's about, the concerned about a blizzard in Texas. She's afraid the sun isn't working. So we did. It's a chance to, you know, God controls all things. You know, the sun comes up, the sun goes down. God makes that happen. <laughs> but yeah, it was just... It was hilarious. That's we were funny. cracking up because she was oh, just like, man. either it's getting lighter later or <laughs> there's the something only wrong options. With the Those are the two options. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a little bit cloudy. It could have been clouds <laughs> or yeah. the fact that we are getting into fall. So it yeah. is getting lighter later. Oh, my goodness. That's <laughs> that so funny. funny. Kids are so funny. They are. They are. Okay. So moving in to chapter four, verse 12. So let's talk about where we where we picked up, where we're picking up from last week. You want to kind of lead us into that? So Peter was continuing telling us how to live in light of being redeemed by Mm -hmm. Jesus. Mm -hmm. And he was talking about, um, 
just how to live this out, being self-controlled, being sober-minded. He said to put on, um, to arm yourselves with the same thinking of Christ. So he's just continuing to show us and to tell us how to live a Christ-like life, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, that's good. Anything you want to add to that? Nope. Okay, okay. So that's kind of where we're picking up. So we're going to see a shift. He ends with whoever speaks as one who speaks oracles of God, whoever serves as one who serves by the strength that God supplies in order that everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ to him, be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. So he's just reminded us who God is. And then we're going to shift a little bit. Mm -hmm. So verses 12 and 13 say, beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery trial when it comes upon you to test you as though something strange were happening to you, but rejoice in so far as you share Christ's suffering that you may also rejoice and be glad when his glory is revealed. Yeah. I think this is a, a good kind of just like place for us to check, check your heart. Um, because we, there tends to be kind of three different types of reactions when we face suffering. One is to just like pretend like it's not happening, uh-huh. like yeah. kind of like stuff it down or like mm-hmm. be stoic about it. The other is kind of the opposite to be like so surprised by it that you go off in kind of like emotional land. And emotional land could be anger, could be sadness, could yeah. be fear. Yeah. Um, but you kind of just are led by your emotions. So one yeah. is like, I don't want to feel any emotions. The other is like, I mm. all that's driving me is emotion. But really, Jesus offers us a third way and when he's telling us that we are to trust in God's sovereignty and trust in God's kindness that through these sufferings, he's making us more like Christ. And we'll talk about that more. But I think just kind of being aware of your own personal tendencies, like I'm very yeah, much a stuffer. Good. I'm like, yeah. I don't want any emotions. I live like with helps a me <laughs> <laughs> Helps me to just recognize, okay, this is not what God's calling me to. God is not right. calling me to shove away. God's not calling me to be overcome with emotions. He's calling me to mm. trust him and, and submit my suffering to him so that I can come out more like Christ on the other side of it. Yeah, no, that's good. It's really good. I think we tend to question the goodness of God because of the suffering in our world. Like Mm -hmm. how can God be a good God? The Bible says he's good. We know that that's part of his character, but how can he be good when there's so much suffering? And we, we think that if we're good people, that if we follow ABC, if we do all of these things that Peter has laid out for us, we don't deserve to suffer. Um, or I think a lot of times we also see people that we feel like aren't following these things or are quote unquote more immoral than us. And they seem to not have it as bad as we do. So we're like, well, that doesn't seem fair. So I think it's important to remember that we're all sinners and at our very core, we deserve ultimate death. I actually had a friend the other day tell me, but at your heart, like in your heart, like you're, you're just a good person and you just, you're one of the sweetest people I know. And I was like debating. I was like, do I say something? Do I not? Mm-hmm. And, and I told her. Is this her, the moment for theology? <laughs> is mm-hmm. this the moment? And I did. And this is a good friend. And so if you're listening, you know who, who you are and you're one of my best friends. Um, but I, I did. I wrote her back and I was like, you are so kind to say that. And that means so much to me. But I am not good. Like at my core, I'm totally and completely depraved. Mm And luckily, you know, God, not luckily, but, you know, Mm -hmm. praise the Lord. He saved me and he's um, transforming me one degree of glory to the next. And I'm being sanctified every day to look more like Jesus. Yes. But at my core, I'm I'm a sinner. And so when we think about that, 
we all deserve ultimate death. Um, and any good gift that's in our lives is more than we deserve. So the fact that God sent Jesus to pay for those sins is, is way, way, way more than we deserve. Mm. Um, so there will be suffering on earth, but uh, we, we have so much to look forward to in eternity and it's not going to last forever. And we can remember that in the way that Christ suffered, we're, we're sharing that suffering with him. Uh, and I think, this is especially relevant for right now. I know I found myself so many days like longing for eternity, Mm -hmm. like longing for heaven. And I think Peter's reminding us here that like, yes, that is what we should ultimately long for, but we can also rejoice now because there are good things now. Mm -hmm. And because we know that we are united to Christ in our suffering, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I heard a quote that was similar to that. John Piper, he said, we were to keep rejoicing because your suffering as a Christian is evidence of your union with mm-hmm. Christ. Yes. Right. If we look to yeah. Christ, he didn't avoid suffering. Why would we think that we would avoid suffering either? And I think kind of like going off of what you're saying is what he's saying here is like, do not be surprised. Mm-hmm. So he's not even just saying you're going to face some, but he's saying like, do not be surprised by it because if we're actively prepared for suffering and trials like if we're spending time in the word and we're centered in a local church under healthy leadership and we have christ-centered community and we're preaching the gospel to each other then when those trials come we're going to be like psalms one says right like a tree that is planted by streams Mm -hmm. of water and so i think that's kind of a kind of a call to action Mm -hmm. is you're going to be surprised by suffering if you're not consistently seeking out god's word and god's character and in Christ-centered community. So do those things so that Mm -hmm. when it comes, your faith is not shaken. Yeah. Yeah. I think when we have true joy, um, while we're suffering, it's one of the biggest ways we can display the glory of God. Mm -hmm. And I think one thing to think about, especially like when you're not going through a trial is to think about how can I do this? Like when this comes, when a trial comes, when suffering comes, What does rejoicing through that look like? Mm. And you don't know exactly how you're going to respond Mm -hmm. in those moments. Um, But just kind of thinking about that, there's been times in my life where I've thought through certain situations. And then when they came, I felt very prepared Mm -hmm. for my response to that. Um, And so I think just kind of praying through that and also I've talked about this on here before, but recognizing people in your life that do that well yeah, and praying like, Lord, give me that same, um, attitude or spirit or, or reaction as Mm -hmm. that person has to these trials in their life. Should something like that happen to me or when trials come my way? Yeah. I mean, I have a perfect example of that going on right now. Our pastor from our church back in California, his dad has really bad cancer and, um, he just, got decided that he wanted to be baptized. Mm -hmm. And, and so he was, he said, uh, I'm just going to quote it from him because he's been writing it in like a journal. And he said, I embrace my suffering because it makes me closer to Jesus because he suffered Mm -hmm. for me. And what a comfort, right? Like what a comfort that we don't have to walk through suffering alone. Mm -hmm. Like Jesus also suffered, Mm -hmm. you know, we have a high priest who who can relate to us Mm -hmm. because he also suffered for us, which that matters, right? Like Mm -hmm. when you're going through something, if the other person, person that you're kind of sharing with has also walked through it there's just like a natural bond Bond, there yeah and so we have that same with Jesus Mm. yeah so so when someone has gone through it it's like there's this 
I've heard this term before of like ministry of presence. So Mm -hmm. even whether you haven't gone through it or not, but just like being there with you. So like if Casey, if you're struggling with something, just like me being here, sitting here, not fixing your problems, not taking away Mm -hmm. the pain, but just like being with you, like this ministry of presence. And and we get that with Jesus. Mm -hmm. Um, I was listening to some teaching on this from Sproul and I loved what he said. And he was talking um, through Psalms 23 And he tells us that God hasn't promised that his children won't go into the valley of the shadow of death. But what he promises is that we will never go alone. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So he, he was saying just like on a very practical level, like what, you know, how do we rejoice in these times? Like, how do we rejoice in the fact that we have a headache? He's like, don't, you're not rejoicing that you have a headache. You're rejoicing that God is with you in your pain. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's kind of a helpful way to think about it. Cause it is sometimes it's like, what do I say? Like, Hey guys, this is so great. I have a headache. And it's like, that's not that's not what we're rejoicing in. We're rejoicing in God's presence Mm -hmm. with us, that we're never alone, that we have the ministry of presence with the creator of the whole world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That reminds me, I got a text from a friend yesterday and she's going through some, what feels like impossible decisions at work. Like Mm -hmm. it just, it feels impossible. And I had texted her a little bit of a response and I was being a little bit sassy and sarcastic about (laughs) it. Her sister (laughs) responded in a much better way than I did. And um, so she forwarded that to me because it was just Mm. really good. And her sister reminded her, she said, I'm going to tell you what to do in these situations that I always wish I did myself, like on Uh, the other side of it you need to have a posture of thankfulness right Mm. now. Thank the Lord that he's allowing you to go through this because you know, you're going to come out on Mm. the other side stronger and -hmm. closer to him. And he's allowing you to, um, join him in this, in this suffering and like just all of these things, having that spirit of thankfulness. So Mm -hmm. I think we hear the word rejoice, we hear the word joy, and that puts one thought in our head. But when you hear the word thankfulness, Mm -hmm. like that kind of changes it a little bit and that gives it more of like a practical, okay, I can thank Mm -hmm. God for these things. That's That's a really good point. Yeah. That's really good. Cause if you look on your own life and you're reflecting of like, when did I feel the closest to God? And when, when did I learn the most, when did God reveal the most about his character to me? And yeah. like, when was there big seasons of growth in my walk? And it's almost always in seasons of suffering. Yeah. So there is, yeah. Hindsight yeah. is, is helpful. Right. Yeah. L- looking at God's past faithfulness is helpful to trust mm-hmm. his faithfulness in new seasons of suffering, which is a very biblical thing to right. do. Right. Okay. Verses 14 through 16. If you are insulted for the name of Christ, you are blessed because the spirit of glory and of God rests upon you. But let no let none of you suffer as a murderer or thief or an evildoer or as a meddler. Yet if anyone suffers as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God in that name. Meddler is fun. I mean, it's not fun, but like it's not a word you hear very often. Uh-uh, uh-uh. I might have shared this on here before, but the first example that came to my mind when I read this was one time in like third grade, I wrote a kid like across from me a note that said, Jesus loves you. And somehow that note was intercepted by another friend and she like tore me to pieces for it, like made fun of me and made me feel so bad about myself. And obviously it stands out in my mind because like, I still remember, I remember where I was sitting in the classroom. Mm -hmm. I remember the people involved, like it just affected me so much. And that seems like a little thing to think about, but as a third grader, it felt like suffering for, for Jesus, for Christ. And so, um, it made me, I was thinking about, okay, what was the reaction mm-hmm. to that? Like, what did it make me do? And it made me not want to tell people about Jesus. Mm. It, um, 
it made me ashamed and Mm -hmm. I shouldn't have been ashamed, but it did at that time. And so I think that that's what Peter is saying here. Like, don't not say something because you're afraid of being made fun of or afraid Mm -hmm. of being insulted. Like we shouldn't be ashamed of our names as Christians. Mm -hmm. And I feel a little bit of that right now because, and we mentioned it, I think last week on the podcast too, but um, there are a lot of things being said right now that aren't great about Christians. And it's, there's a lot of things that aren't true. And there are a lot of things that Christians have done to give us a bad name. And so I have found myself sometimes afraid to speak up about things because of what I'm seeing being said about Christians. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to be associated with that thing because these Christians over here being really mean about that thing. Yeah. And I'm not mean and my heart's in the right place, but I'm afraid to say it because I don't want to be made fun of. So this to me was just encouragement that we need to stand up for Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, we need to stand up for the things of God, even when it's not easy, even if we're going to be ridiculed for it. That's what we're supposed to do as believers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think we're seeing the same theme that we've seen throughout this whole letter of like, don't, you're gonna don't suffer because you're a murderer. That's like a natural exactly. consequence. Like, live <laughs> a holy life, right? And if you right. still endure suffering, whether or you know shame or mm-hmm. insults or whatever that is, like that is for your good mm-hmm. and ultimately mm-hmm. to make you more like Christ. But if you get if you get arrested for murdering someone, like. That's not what we're talking about here. Yeah. Don't be that's that person. That's on you and yeah. you should get arrested. Yeah. <laughs> Don't be that person. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, verses 17 through 19. For it is time for judgment to begin at the household of God. And if it begins with us, what will be the outcome for those who do not obey the gospel of God? And if the righteous is scarcely saved, what will become of the ungodly and the sinner? Therefore, the... Let those who suffer according to God's will entrust their souls to a faithful creator while doing good. This is reminding us of the sovereignty of God, that he's the final judge and his will will be done. Yeah, and I think it's important. We say it on here often to just remember and recognize like anytime the divinity meets humanity, there is mystery. mystery. And so this, these couple verses are kind of, can be kind of hard, right? Like it says, therefore let those who suffer according to God's will entrust their souls to a faithful creator. Mm-hmm. There's such mm-hmm. a tension there yes. and there's so much beauty in that verse. But if we get stuck on the part where it says that if it's God's will, if, if all we can then think about is, well, does God will suffering and go down this rabbit uh, hole about yes. that? We're going to miss more of what Peter's saying. Mm-hmm. And it's good when things stand out to you in scripture and you have questions about them. It is good to find other passages that talk about this and to seek out wisdom and godly wisdom. And so don't hear us saying like, Just don't ignore re- it. Cause yeah, it's hard. That's not what we're saying. Yeah. But I think there is a balance here of, okay, but let's remember in the context that we're talking about and what is, what is Peter really trying mm-hmm. to communicate here? And, and, the, and people will land in different places on this, all within still biblical orthodoxy of, mm-hmm. you know, is is suffering just kind of going through God's hands or is it directly, yeah. is he directly sending it? And, and at the end of the day, and I don't want to say it doesn't matter. That's not what I'm trying to say. But at the end of the day, we, if God is good, we can trust him, mm-hmm. whether it's passing mm-hmm. through his hands or whether it's more of a direct yeah. movement yeah. from him. Either way, we can we know God is good and it's for our good, as Peter has been saying over and over here. So we need to just trust in in that. Mm-hmm. That's good. I mean, I even I kind of started down that rabbit hole this week um, because I don't necessarily have a firm mm-hmm. stance on mm-hmm. all of this, um, and 
I was just like, okay, I can't right now. Like mm-hmm. it just wasn't the time for me to like spend a lot of time digging into that. Um, so yeah. Yeah. It's, I it's think hard. this was kind of helpful to me. Um, this is a, a Piper quote, but he says, um, talking about these verses that believers pass through the testing fire of God's judgment, not because he hates us, but because he loves us and wills for our purity, which is what Peter talked mm-hmm. about earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says, God hates sin so much and loves his children so much that he will spare us no pain to rid us of what he hates. So to rid us of whatever it is that suffering's going to, pr- you know, mm-hmm. suffering usually produces more Christ-likeness. Right. And so right. he's he's willing to allow those things to happen to us so that we become more Christ-like. Like him. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I love how at the end it's bringing us back to faithful creator, um, just reminding us of who God is. He's a faithful creator. Yeah, I think that sounds, it just sounds so beautiful. Like it's like very literarily pleasing, mm-hmm. literarily, I don't know mm-hmm. if that's a word, but um, entrust your souls to the faithful creator. Like it looks like, it sounds like it would be really pretty on a painting or a mug or something, oh, you know? Yeah. Entrust your souls to a faithful creator. Because each of those words has so much weight, mm-hmm. right? Like entrust. we're entrusting soul. your soul. Yes. Like not yes. just your mind or just your heart, but like mm-hmm. your whole your whole self, your mm-hmm. soul to a faithful creator. He could have just said to the creator of the right. world. Exactly. But reminding but us faithful. of his faithfulness, which mm-hmm. is really ultimately going to be what allows us to walk through suffering mm-hmm. is recalling on the fact that he is the creator of the whole world and he's also very he's always faithful yeah and it's like you said looking at his immutability looking at the fact that he's always been faithful he's mm-hmm. faithful now and he always will be faithful and there's so much peace in that and so yeah. much rest in that and we see speaking of other attributes of god that we see i mean we see the fact that he's he's infinite and creator mm-hmm. but then we also see the fact that he's intimate right we love drawing that tension in yeah. the text like mm-hmm. he's infinite we're talking about that he's creator but then he's also intimate because it says we he cares for our souls mm-hmm. yeah. like on a very personal level mm-hmm. um, Um, which is beautiful. And I think like thinking about this, okay, I haven't run this idea past you, but I feel like this is a decent analogy. So he's in order for us to, to actually endure suffering, we have to have, um, secure faith, right? Mm -hmm. So we have to have faith that our, and keep our eyes on eternity because we know that eternity is what we're looking for. So we can face this suffering now that it's temporary in light of eternity. And so I was thinking about like being pregnant, Mm-hmm. Like you endure a lot of pain mm-hmm. in pregnancy and in delivery and all of that that comes along with that because your hope is what's on the other side of mm-hmm. it. And so I think sometimes just like having analogies yeah, is somewhat helpful, helpful because when you're in the middle of real life suffering, it's sometimes hard to remember your hope is in eternity. But then like bringing it to an example of like a real life suffering that you may have experienced mm-hmm. might be helpful. Yeah, that's really good. And I remember during I've had uh, four babies and Mm -hmm. each one the delivery was a little bit different Mm -hmm. and I remember thinking especially during this last one with Juliana it was very 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 intense and just thinking like okay like this will end I will hold her in my arms Mm -hmm. it's it's worth it you know and so I think that's a great example I think that's a really good example because it helps you it helps you push through and it reminds you what your what your hope is truly in yeah and I think this this last verse this verse 19 is kind of a summary of this whole section that we've been in right it talks Mm -hmm. about suffering we're going to suffer but entrust yourself to God and then I love that last little phrase it says while doing good 
Yes. So it's not like just <laughs> yes. sit in your suffering and trust God. It's like, yes. but also keep doing keep good. Keep moving. Yes. It's a call to action. Like yes. you said earlier, it, yeah. it takes us using our hands. Mm-hmm. It makes me think of that verse that the Lord's just put on my heart so much. It says, um, live a quiet life and work with your hands. Yeah. Like you're supposed to be moving. God mm-hmm. made us to work. Mm-hmm. Even before the fall, we yeah. were supposed to work. Yeah. It's good. good. Jinx. <laughs> Jinx. <laughs> okay. Um, next week, we're going to finish up First Peter. If you've enjoyed this episode, please feel free to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. And most importantly, share with a friend. The beautiful music that you've heard on this episode today is by the incredibly talented Katie Cobbs. 